When it comes to the topic of networking, a lot of people cringe at the thought that you are going to have to go out and meet and talk to people you don't know. The fact that you're going to have to walk up to them and solicit business sometimes makes people feel like they are about to throw up. You have to understand, networking is not anything to be afraid of. It is just the way of life for a new stylist, especially. It's just what we do. Although tools like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all other social mediums have made physical networking seem like a thing of the past, nothing, I repeat, nothing will change good old face-to-face networking. So when it comes to networking, I want to share in this chapter some of the keys that you're going to need if you want to build your business. That was a little excerpt from YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry. Chapter 6, and the title of that chapter is Networking, Do or Die. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you guys are doing amazing. You are listening to the YFYI podcast. I am your host, Sunny D. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back. Wanted to start this episode off with that little excerpt because I've been talking a lot about networking with people that work in my salons. I've been talking about a lot of networking with students in beauty school right now. I've been talking a lot about networking with just everyone. And You know, this is like right in the middle of the book, but I think it could go, I mean, at the beginning of the book, for sure, it's, it was hard, you know, putting all these chapters in order and even how I was writing them, because I feel like this is one of the the subjects, one of the topics that we don't talk enough about, you know, networking. So I wanted to start with that and going to share just a, a few things when it comes to networking. First and foremost, if you've never listened to the YFYI podcast, this is a place where you do come to get your mind right, get your money right, get your learn on so you can get your earn on. This is where we hack the Bob, also known as the business of beauty. And this is where I come and kind of build on a lot of the subjects and topics that I put down in my first book, YFYI your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty. And, you know, I don't try to sugarcoat it. It's a rough road ahead. You know, three or four out of five people that you started school with. I want you to think about that. It's around three to four people. So you have five five people you started school with. Three to four in four years will not be in the beauty industry. The only the only participation they'll have in the beauty industry is when they go and get their hair done, when they go and get their hair cut, when they go and get their hair colored. Other than that, 
No part. Not in it. Not, not around it. Not making money in it. Not doing anything. Gone. Gone. You know, so it is a rough road ahead. And that's, and that's the stark reality. I mean, that's, you know, that's just the way it is. But it's not the way that it has to be. So when I started writing YFYI, it wasn't, you know, oh, this is a theory, you know, this is what I think about this or that. No, this is practice. These are things that I know, information that I know, like techniques, tools, tips, tricks, practices, things that I know I needed when I was a new, newly minted stylist, when I just graduated from beauty school. You know, back in the day when I finished up and was getting out there, I needed it. I needed this information. And, you know, we're on a mission at the Salon 1.0 to open 1.0 salons around the globe, you know, by uh, beauty schools, primarily by beauty schools to be able to be in proximity of the new talent coming out, to be able to career path that new talent coming out to be able to motivate, inspire, and educate that new talent coming out and to just raise the overall standard of stylists in the beauty industry. You know, when you look at how many there's, I mean, we could do a podcast for days. I mean, just when you look at it, how spread out everything is, everything from pay to price to people to practice to philosophy, it's all spread out. I mean, I have I have a salon across the street from one of our locations. You know, we're we're trying to have a standard of you know the haircut starts at twenty five and it goes up from there based on reputation, based on experience, based on demand. But then you're competing, if you want to call it that, with a salon right across the street that's charging five ninety nine for a haircut. There's no standard. You know, there's no like, this is what we do. So what that does, it hurts us overall in the industry. So, you know, when it comes to people, you know, the professionalism, when it comes to best practices and philosophy, you know, so that's something that we'll be, I'll be, you know, working on for our industry, trying to establish a true standard for the professional stylist, the professional in the beauty industry. And, you know, when I wrote this book, it was to get it in the hands of every single person that's in school or that's just starting school, definitely by the time they finish school. So going into beauty schools to share my story and share a message and, you know, that's part of it. But then it's like when you look at people that been in the industry for a while, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. You know, can you teach an old dog new tricks? So getting it in their hands, which originally wasn't even the plan, but then it started, you know, and a couple people got the book and they're like, oh, you know, this is, you know, good information. So if you're a salon owner, yeah, definitely. You know, pick this up for you and your team. You know, make it required reading their first month as they're working in your salon. You know, and these are things, I mean, I know I've had a little bit of success in this industry and I needed this desperately 
And if you're not where you want to be, if you're not making the money that you want to make, if you're not, you know, if you're not hitting the the mark, if you're not achieving the goals you set out for, if you're thinking about, well, this the beauty industry doesn't work. If you want to be a part of, you know, changing the way things are, not accepting the way things are and, and raising the bar and raising the standard, then welcome to the YFYI podcast. Welcome to the YFYI movement. I cannot do this by myself. So join forces and let's give the beauty industry, let's give the beauty industry a makeover together. You know, so there's a lot of topics we got to get into, you know, but networking is a big one. Me, not, I'm not definitely, I mean, a lot of you guys have you know, seeing me, seeing me on a stage as a platform artist, whether it be doing hair or speaking, sharing my story, whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you make it look easy. Trust me, it's not easy. I'm not a natural extrovert, want to be, you know, out there as like a lead singer, but through really kind of trial and error and discovery, have discovered a way to communicate that is able to have some lasting impression and impact on people. So I'm like, all right, that's a tool. That's a tool that I have to achieve the mission that I'm on. So I'm going to use the tool no matter how uncomfortable it is. But when it comes to networking, thinking thinking about this as a new stylist, you're working in a salon. What are you waiting for, Right. You're waiting for a guest to fall through the door. You're waiting for the salon to build your business for you. What are you waiting for? You know, a lot of stylists, they're just, that's what they're doing. They're in a salon. They're sitting around like the Maytag man, the old Maytag commercial, just sitting around. You know, he's waiting for work, waiting for the Maytag, uh, the washer to break so he has something to do. Sitting around waiting. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You know, getting out there and networking. So I want to share a few things you know, on this episode when it comes to networking. The power of. You know, let's start with the power of the business card. Right? I'm going to go back to the chapter for a second here. For some people, it is a way for them to say that they are a professional, that they own something, or that they are important. At the end of the day, some people just look at it as a piece of paper with your name, number, and maybe some other information. What information should be on a business card? For starters, your name needs to be legible, and it needs to be clear. If you're making your own business cards, make sure you're using a font big enough for people to see from a distance. One test that I like to do with a business card is throw it on the ground a couple of feet away and see if you can still recognize the name and possibly a logo. Other pertinent information you're going to want to have on the card is an email address and a phone number where you can be reached, whether it is your business or your personal number. Also something you can think about or should think about is if you have a title, maybe you're a specialist, specialty or title that might be pertinent for 
someone to identify you as, bigger than just the information on the business card. What I also want to talk about is what a business card represents. So your business card, you know, if you're a color specialist, cutting specialist, you call yourself a specialist, even though you don't even know why you call yourself a specialist or you legit, you went through some kind of trainings and certifications, you know, put those things on there. That could be a great way to market those services. You know, a lot of people, you know, you're, you're, you're independent, you're designing your card it looks great on the computer. It looks great in the design uh, program or whatever it is that that company's using on, you know, whatever print dot whatever com. But what does it look like printed? What does it look like two or three feet away? What does it look like from a distance? Can you still make out your name? Is that that cute little font that you decided to go with even legible? Is it big enough? Because you have to think about it. If you're looking at it on a computer screen, you've got it. It's lit, number one, right? You got the light from the screen. Is it the actual size that it's going to be when it's printed? You know, and then when you take it and lay it down flat on a surface, does it blend in so you can't even recognize what's on there? You know, so the business card, and it's... It's a tool, right? Now, you know, I talked about digital, right? You've got digital, you know, social networking. Instagram is huge, you know, and we'll talk a lot about Instagram and the tool. I mean, I use it. You guys know, most of you guys that listen to this probably, how did you find out about the podcast? Maybe it was through Instagram or maybe I just told you about it. Probably wasn't a business card. I mean, it, Instagram, but... Having a business card, definitely a tool that you can use, that you can leave with someone, that you can create an impression. Just like on social media, you do a post, there's going to be impressions the number of times people have seen something. So if you have a brand logo or you know your name or whatever it is on that card and you're giving those to people, you're making an impression on them. Now, what happens with the business card after you give it to them? Do they keep it? Do they put it in a stack of business cards? Some people collect them. I, I collect some, especially if I get one and I'm like, oh, this is a really great business card. I'll hang on to some. Some I don't, being honest. But having an impression does not hurt. Having some something for someone to recall. Now, if you don't have a business card yet, how can you get in touch with people, collect business cards, you know, and not have one, you can. But exchanging a card with someone that you just had good conversation with or someone that you might think, you know, definitely, you know, in a quick interaction and you don't have that kind of time, you give them a business card, they can recall. They've got your name, email, phone number, and a logo. Who are you? What do you represent? So that's something to think about. go back to the chapter for a second here. So bigger than just the information on the business card, what I want to talk about is what a business card represents when it comes to building your business. Let's use the example that I used earlier in the book and show me the money. So let's say 
that the average ticket of your guest is $60 and the average frequency of visit that they are coming to see you is eight times a year. Then when we talk about lifetime value of a guest, let's take a look at it. How do we get that, you ask? We use the $60 ticket times eight visits a year, you get $480. We assume the typical lifespan you can expect of a guest is five years based on our data. You can always retain a guest longer, but typically it is five years. So $480 times five years gives us $2,400. So beyond the piece of paper, beyond your name, beyond your email address, beyond your phone number, and any other title or logo that you have on your business card, each business card has a potential value of $2,400. Let me ask you this. If you had a piece of paper in your hand that had a value of $2,400, how would you treat it? How would you treat it? So when I talk about an, a meaningful exchange, right? Think about this. You then give someone your business card, you collect their business card. I'm not giving a business card to everyone. If I'm not having a meaningful exchange, if I'm, if I'm not thinking, you know, I want that person to come into the salon or to sit in my chair or to do business with them, I may not give them a business card. You know, this isn't, you're just sticking them in, you know, under people's windshield wipers and sticking them in door jams and, you know, sticking them wherever. This is your business card. So think about the value each one of those represents. You'll treat it a lot differently, a lot differently. So that's a big one. So when you think about that, have that, you know, networking. When you're going to go networking, have that business card ready. I'd recommend even having a separate business card holder that just has your business card. Because, yeah, you can slip some in your wallet. You can do that. But they also can get messed up in your wallet, get mixed up with other cards in your wallet. You're fumbling around in your wallet, forgot where you slipped them in your wallet. So if you get an, you're going to get a, you know, go on Amazon, get yourself a business card holder. I can hold 10, 15, 20 business cards, and it only is used for that. So if you're out networking, and they're slim. I mean, you can get some that are so slim. I mean, you can have them in your pocket. They're not going to take up much room or have them in your pocketbook. They're not going to take up much room. But it's good because then you have that specifically for your business card. And some of them, I mean, if you want to you know, really make an impression, they've got some real nice ones out there. But think about that. Having that tool ready so when you're out and you're networking, you're ready to go. Now the other thing, a couple th other things I want to talk about. So that's the business card, having it ready, making it sure it looks the part. Now where are you going to be networking? So you work in a salon in you know, whatever city you're in, you're in Tampa, wherever you're at, right? And the section of town you work in, say you work in a salon, you work downtown Tampa. Maybe you live, like I don't live downtown Tampa. I live an hour away from downtown Tampa. Now, around where I live, I'm going to probably do a lot of stuff like shopping, eating, you know, exercising, right? A lot of times, I mean, that makes sense. It's around there. But what if you don't work right around where you live? I know I'm still going to look the part when I'm out and about around where I live, but I'm not necessarily networking where I live. 
I'll look the part. I'll be ready. I'll always have business cards because you never know where you're going to run into a potential great guest. And you might meet somebody. You could meet them anywhere. I've met guests on an airplane in another state that actually were on their way back to Tampa and boom. End up getting them, you know, to come to the salon. But when you start thinking about as a stylist, like where should I go network? You should think about the area, the immediate area. And when I talk about immediate, I'm talking to like a five-mile radius around the salon location that you're working. Immediate area. Think about it. You know, a lot of the people in that area, what do they do if they're in that area? They live, they work, they play, they eat, they shop in that area. So networking. You know, because I have have people, you know, I've had stylists come in, they're like they're traveling a distance and all they do, right? Work in the salon. At the end of the day, just go home, straight home. You know, don't stop anywhere, don't do anything. Missing a ton of opportunity. So that's, that's another thing. Think about networking around where you work. You know, if you like to go out, I mean, where could you go out around where you work? If you're in a gym, maybe is there a gym location around where you work? Maybe you work out before or after work in that area. Places to eat. You need to pick up something from the grocery store or the gas station or wherever. Think about where you can stop and shop and mingle around where you work. Because then you're going to be running into those people. And especially like say you're at the salon, right? You look great. Your hair's done. Makeup's done. And then... After you get off, doesn't have to be, you know, an all-nighter. But what if you go out for, you know, an hour after you get off and, and mix it up and mingle and, you know, go stop by a store after you get off, mix it up and mingle around where you work. That's a big thing. So many people, I mean, they're like, you know, almost like, like a, you know, being a hermit, right? You go straight home and then you're like, oh, you know, shit, my, my business, I don't have anything going on. Yeah, because what do you do? You come in the salon and you go straight home and you're not putting your you're not putting your name, your face, your business, you know, you're not you're not putting yourself out there. So nobody knows. You're irrelevant. You're irrelevant. And same thing as your networking on your on your social media. You know, you put a picture up, you can tag places that are around the salon. Places that you might frequent, maybe you don't frequent just yet, but you can go on there. You know, especially if you're using Instagram, you've got to use it as a tool. Because in Instagram, if you're looking at, you click on that little, tap on that little magnifying glass and you hit the, where the search bar is up top, you can search top, you can search people, you can search tags, and you can search places. And when you go to places, it's going to ask you right at the top, near current location. And if you tap on near current location, you're going to get the city in, that you're in, the state that you're in, and you're probably going to get all a whole list of different businesses that are nearby. So if you're looking for places to go or to tag, that's an easy way to find it. And any of those places, if you tap on one of those places, it's going to give you a little map and then it's going to give you pictures of people that posted that also tagged those places. So now you've got pictures of people that are there. You can kind of see what kind of pictures people are posting there. 
it'll give you the top post and then it'll give you the most recent post. So when you want to talk about targeting places, then you can see, oh, should I tag this place? Do any of those people on, the, on any of those posts look like people that I may want to see in my chair? And guess what? If you're doing this, other people are doing this. So if you're posting and you're tagging some of these places, your pictures can show up as in the recent and in maybe even the top posts that have a lot of interaction. If you have you know, a lot of interaction on a photo. And then somebody might be, you know, for example, looking at that restaurant or whatever, and then see a picture that you put up there. And next thing you know, you know how social media is. You go down a rabbit hole. They're tapping on your picture. They're looking. Now they're on your profile. And then you might also discover when you're looking at some of those places, oh, this place looks cool. I'm going to go there and grab something to eat or grab a drink or do whatever. Because then I might, you know, hey, run into some of these people that look like the people that are posting that are there. And what do you know? I got a business card. I'm ready to rock and roll. I look the part. And then I've got a new guest. So think about where you're going. And the last thing you know I want to touch on is when you're introducing yourself. You know, and I've got a a a tool that we use at the salon 1.0. It's a, it's a perfect pitch. It has like a script. It has a, you know, interactions, has a few different steps to it. I'm not going to go into depth, but I want you to think about this. Have something to say and learn to say it well. What's your name? Why are you talking to them? What are you what are you introducing to them? You know, how are you introducing yourself? Hey, how's it going? You know, you come here. Allah is your first time here. I've never been here before. What's good on the menu? Comment. Hey, just wanted to say, love your outfit. You know, I'm new in this area. Never been here before. I actually work in a salon right around the corner. I'm a, I'm a new stylist at that salon. Definitely like your style. Love to give you a card. Maybe you could come by sometime. Maybe I'll you know give you a complimentary shampoo blow dry. If you're able to do that. <clears throat> or just want to introduce myself. I'm new to the neighborhood. Started working at a salon around the corner. Want to give you a card. Love your style. Love to see you come by sometime or check the salon out. Doesn't have to be an over, you know, over, like, here's what happens when we overthink, like, oh, what am I going to say? 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 And then the person walks away and we don't do anything and don't say anything. So have something to say. Say it well. Practice it. Practice it. If you're working in a new salon around the corner, that's great. Oh, I didn't know. Where's the salon at? Yeah, it's okay. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to have you come by sometime and check it out. That would be kind of the lowest possible commitment, them just coming by the salon and checking it out. And a lot of times what happens is when people find out that you're a stylist, they want to know what you would do to their hair, right? They want to know what you would do to their hair. And a couple little things that I, I said there, I'm new to the area. I work at a new salon around the corner. I didn't say if you're new to the industry, I didn't say, oh, I'm a I'm new stylist, right? New to the salon, new to the area. Because if you're in your first year out of school, you're not going to be lying to them and, and saying, 
you know, anything like, oh, I've been doing this forever. But you have to think about it. Some people be like, oh, you're new. You probably don't maybe know what you're doing. I'm not going to take a chance and risk getting my hair jacked up. So it's okay, like if you word that a little bit differently, you know. So if you only been in school, you had school for a year, and you just started in the salon, you, you know, you got, you know, you're going on two years, a couple of years experience. So if you say you're new to the salon, but you know, we had some people that have had years of experience, so they may have been doing hair for five years, but they may only have been working, be working in our salon for five months. So they can say, you know, I'm new to the salon, or I'm new to the area. And the person says, oh, how long have you been doing hair? Then they can say five years. Now, if you're less than, you know, two years or going on two years because you're recently out of school and you say a couple of years, you're you're rounding up to the nearest year, right? But just think about it because people might, you might be awesome. But they don't know that yet, right? They haven't seen your work yet. So you want them to trust you with their hair. You got to build that rapport. You know, so think about that. Introducing yourself, what you're going to say. You know, why maybe if you stop them or, you know, why you stop them. Qualifying yourself with your business card lets them know you're professional. And maybe you're giving them a call to action or an offer. Come by for a complimentary shampoo blow dry. <clears throat> Come by the salon, have a tour of the salon. Depending on how the interaction's going, maybe you do get to your Instagram. Maybe you do, you know, have them follow you or follow the salon. Maybe you do build up a little bit more rapport. But think about it. And at the end of the day, guys, the last thing I want to say on, on this part, one of probably many that will be a networking series of podcasts is going to be it's it's a numbers game. You have to talk to a lot of people. You don't just you're not going to talk to one person and they're coming in and that's it. You're going to need to talk to person after person after person after person. I remember as a new stylist going out networking, passing out cards, getting nothing, nothing at all. I'm like, "Oh, man, shit, this doesn't work." But I just didn't have I didn't have my game ready, right? I didn't have my pitch down and I needed to rack up numbers. I probably handed out 40, 50 cards before I got someone that, you know, came in from my efforts. And I kept doing it over and over and more and more. And then maybe it's like 40 cards, bam, got a, a person. And then maybe it's like 35 cards, got a person. 30 cards, got a person. You'll keep working. You'll keep working it down to where you get into a, you know, a 10 cards to one ratio. That's that's not bad. You get the two, right? You end at 10 cards, you get two people, you're doing damn good. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody who's out there networking, they'll if they're honest, they're probably if they're if they're networking, a lot of people aren't even doing it. They're they're sitting around waiting. But if they're honest, you know, passing out 10 cards, getting one person, two people. That's that's a that's a good job. So networking guys, you got to do it. There's no way around it. You got to build your business. You can't be sitting around waiting for a salon to build your business or the wherever you're at, the location to build your business or just you got to get out there too. That's one of the prongs of your marketing program, right? You 
going out one-to-one marketing yourself. Then when you add in the social media, you add in any other advertising, you add in guests that love the hair that you did and they're sending their friends, you add in all that other stuff, you develop a full marketing plan. But the one-to-one marketing, the networking, face-to-face, it's not over, it's not dead, it's a vibrant way to build a business. So I want to encourage you guys to get out there and do it. And so that's what I got for the uh, networking. Like I said, this will probably be a multi-part series talking about networking. But definitely, you know, that the chapter networking do or die. It's literally do or die. You got to get out there. You got to do it. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the YFYI podcast, for coming back each and every week. You know, where you're coming to get your mind right, get your money right. We're hacking the Bob, the business of beauty. And we've got some uh, we got some great stuff coming up. You know, for those of you who already have devoured YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry, over and over, read it multiple times. You know, that's that's a that's a way to do it. It's a manual, really, that's what it is. Then I definitely tell you to go check out, you know, my newest book which is YFYI, your first year in salon ownership. It's a whole nother ball game, right? Owning versus, you know, working in a salon or, or as a stylist. What about owning a salon? That's a whole nother animal. So if you're thinking about that, if it's somewhere in your future, then you can definitely grab that. And if you haven't got a copy of YFY, the first book, your first year in the beauty industry, you definitely grab those and all of those and all of the materials. Uh, it's available at yourfirstyearin.com. So go over there, check it out. We've got some other cool deals over there. If you're wanting the, you know, a speaking engagement or something like that, I've got some incentives. If you're buying multiple books for the office, for the school, for the class, for the salon, then go over there, yourfirstyearin.com and check it out. So that's what I got for you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of YFYI podcast, and I'll be talking to you soon. And remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Are you hanging on the edge of your seat?